When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. It was interesting as we got into uh, just random questions throughout the interview process. I kept on hearing things where uh, our football foundation and philosophies are very, very similar. And it doesn't matter whether you're talking offense or defense, special teams, um, time and time again, uh, characteristics of of not only our team, but maybe my personality, how I want our team to be coached, just kept coming out and uh, in a real organic, natural way. Um, and that, that was a really positive thing for me. Into just our thoughts recapping the Brian Flores introductory press conference yesterday. Uh, I kind of feel like just right off the top, I think our instinct on this was we kind of talked about this a couple days ago that last year, it was a year ago yesterday that KOC was introduced as the Vikings new head coach. And so he had to put all this prep into the Rams Super Bowl run. And he hired Ed Donatel as the defensive coordinator, probably now that he's a year into being a head coach and he understands sort of like what he wants, right? The Donatel hiring was clearly rushed, clearly not aligned with what he wants to do, be more aggressive on defense. And it, and we'll see how this works out, but. This feels like more of his guy than Donatel was a year ago. And you could kind of feel that in the conversation um, in that press conference yesterday. I think what he did a year ago, too, because he, he was young and a lot of things that KOC did, like he, I think, is smart enough to learn from. I think he bought into a vision of what he thought as opposed to the person really telling him, this is what I do. Yeah. And like that's that's the important thing. It's not like, well, this defense has been tough to play against and you're going to you're going to run that defense, right? And the guy's like, "Oh, of course I am." So, I I just think that some of these things are going to be part of the natural progression of a learning experience and, and as long as you're smart enough and and not too stubborn, and I think KOC is both of those things. I think that you also evolve and learn and it becomes far more clear in your mind, "Okay, here's where here's how I get from point A to point B." seamlessly as opposed to what was basically a defensive hiccup all throughout 2022. Yeah, and so we'll, we'll get into all of it here. Uh, this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die, and we appreciate you guys helping to make this one of the most popular football podcasts in America in 2022, regularly hitting the top 10 on the Apple football charts. So thank you guys, and thank you to TCL, who's now an official partner of the NFL. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Learn more at TCL. 
com. And before we get into the Brian Flores press conference discussion, uh, we don't normally just outright ask you for things on this show, our Purple Daily family, but we could actually use your help on something because a few weeks back we had a conversation with Manscaped. That's right. Manscaped. The best in men's grooming products. It was an intervention about Judd's back hair, yeah, actually, actually, is, uh, was, is what yeah. it was, Judd. Actually, Judd, don't if you laugh. could... Uh, don't laugh about that. Yeah, Hold Declan's on, actually I'll... coming up behind yep. you right now. He's uh... Yep. It's... And so so we had a conversation, and, they, and they're wondering, you know, would Purple Daily listeners be interested in Manscaped products? And so if you guys are, Manscaped might jump in and be a long-term partner uh, for us on Purple Daily. So Manscaped.com. Promo code PURPLE at checkout for a 20% discount on any product. PURPLE at checkout, 20% discount on any product. Declan, what are you rocking over there? So, so I have a nice You look a pretty well-groomed guy. Thank actually. you. You know, I, I try. You know, we always talk about having a nice, you know, little beard face, but we don't really talk about trimming down with the footballs, you know? And, and below the belt is just as important. In fact, Manscaped has kind of opened my eyes because I've always been looking for, like, a good electric razor, and none of them have really done you know above and beyond and this one gets more than just the job done it's the best one i've ever had judd's rocking some of those sprays right here right th- what is this this is oh that's you know what that's ball that's football toner I feel, I feel like they sprayed some of that on the on the field at the big game a couple weeks ago yeah. guys were uh, it was, it was, actually it was, you know what boys you know what boys i could demonstrate uh, I got it right here. What do you I've mean? Speci- what do you mean Which specifically one? by demonstrate? Yeah, I, I could demonstrate how this works. Like stay I above mean, the, stay in the northern yeah, hemisphere. Yeah, I, yeah. I could keep it PG, but I could demonstrate. Southern hemisphere on your own time. Northern hemisphere on our time. I'm just, you know, I've got, I've got all the products right here. It's absolutely outstanding. It's easy, right? And I'm just saying, I could keep you know, your shirt on, Zolgad. Yeah. This is a, this I, I, is the a, back hair. There are children watching. <laughs> you broached the back hair. All I did was <laughs> say I could demonstrate. Uh, I personally am excited to check out uh, the beard. Hedger Pro Kit, a waterproof cordless trimmer with 20 hair cutting lengths, all with one guard. If you're like me and you have like 20 different guards, listen, this beard doesn't just uh, groom right. itself, ladies and gentlemen, okay? That's right, old Macadac. Um, it's all on one guard. It's very easy. So, again, if you guys are interested in buying Manscaped products, they may jump in as an official partner of Purple Daily here. That would be cool. 20% off and free shipping with the code PURPLE at manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code PURPLE at checkout. All right, Judd. Keep your, uh, I've, keep your, that, keep your hands you know where we see them here. Okay. You know what? I thought that <laughs> it would spray. help. Just a spray. I Judd. thought it would Crushed help the up, viewers okay? to, see, to see a demonstration. I, <laughs> I was willing to bring an actual stunt to the table, but no, that's fine. I'll put okay. my, we I'll put it away for now. We appreciate yeah. your, uh, there, I put your it willingness away. to do anything for the show. Joys. So let's hear a clip from Brian Flores yesterday introduced as the Vikings new defensive coordinator here, Dex. You need dirty work guys on your team. And by that, I mean guys who are taking on double teams or somebody else makes a tackle or um, spilling a place so somebody else makes a tackle or batting a ball down or um you know, offensively, it's a receiver who blocks or tight ends who block and those dirty work guys who don't get as much, um, you know, media love as some of the other players. Football. Uh, yeah, that's right. The dirty work guys. <laughs> he was talking about the types of players that he looks for to fit in his sort of football ethos. Um, just just kind of based on what you guys heard yesterday. And, and if, let's even include the, the players on defense who are set to become free agents like the Dalvin Tomlinsons and the Duke Shelleys and the Patrick Petersons. What percentage of the Vikings defensive players do you think fit what Brian Flores is all about? Aggressiveness, dirty work, 
multiple positions. So it was interesting. Uh, Brian Flores, I wouldn't call him a dynamic speaker, but he was a head coach of the Dolphins for three years, and he clearly learned how to go about his answers. And this was pointed out to me uh, by a follower on Twitter, and it was a really good point because he was asked, I, somebody asked Brian Flores about, you know, how the guys who are currently here sort of fit the scheme, fit the vision. How about that? Mm-hmm. And he, you know, was not going to say, oh, I want sweeping changes. But as someone pointed out, and this is a really astute observation, he never, I don't believe, mentioned a name. He didn't talk about Harrison Smith's going to fit in this way or Eric Kendricks is going to fit in that way. I don't think he mentioned one player's name, which is really smart because that leaves the options open then to say, hey, they all could fit in or they might not. Do you think that was talked about beforehand behind the scenes <laughs> with you know PR? Now, hey, Quasey, let's not. Because remember, was... la- last year they were naming a lot of names. They named Kirk Cousins, but they had to name him in kind of a we aren't, you know, we expect him to be the starting quarterback. They just avoided that with the defensive names yesterday. It certainly seems calculated to me. Like, I, I don't think it's a mistake. Nobody, you know, I mean, ordinarily, wouldn't you say, Daniil Hunter, okay, I can, let's go. Harrison Smith is my right. kind of roving safety. Yeah, I I didn't pick it up totally myself, but once I saw it, the observation, I thought it was really, really on point. And I guess to answer your question, Phil, I'm not going to dismiss it as, oh, because there will be someone like, oh, of course he didn't mention names. Once you start, where do you stop? It's like, oh, no, there are names to bring up. Um, I think it was definitely, whether it came from Flores, uh, Quasi, PR, KOC combination, I think it was definitely calculated that he was very diplomatic, but left the door open for, we'll have to see. And he said a couple of times, I'm at the start of this process, too which means I'm just starting to watch film, which probably is not entirely true. But again, if you're making decisions, you're probably not going to get up at your introductory press conference and say, what the hell was that? So, yes, calculated, absolutely, you guys. Yeah, Um, yeah, go ahead, Dex. I was going to say, I I, I like that he's going to bring like just this you know, to his use his words, this aggressive style that's a lot different from from Path. I love how I think it was Will Raggetts who kind of pressed him of, uh, you know, what, what type of schemes are we going to get? And he even kind of didn't even want to tip his hand. And at the end, they asked, you know, three, four, four, three. And he goes, well, who are we playing? So, like, there is a whole layer of probably good complications, like complicated in a good way that this Vikings defense can use. And yeah, curiosity of which guys stays, which guys go. But there's clearly going to be a different level of complexity in a good way, I think, for this Vikings defense that'll keep offenses on their toes. Is that so? One of his answers was the was I think it was the the answer that you're talking about when he talked about cover zero. Is that one of the answers we have, or can we talk about that now? Uh, we do not have one of those answers, but we can talk about that okay. now. Okay, because I thought that was really interesting, and that yeah, he's he even said I don't want to. I'm not going to – he said, like, you guys want all the – First day, huh? First day, you want all the We're answers, right there, all yeah. the inside information. He was kind of playful and, and fun with it. Um, but the question, I think, was specifically about cover zero. You run a lot of cover zero, historically covering – and Seifert asked about this too. And what he did divulge was – because he kind of clowned with the media a little bit, saying, like, oh, you guys want all the answers. And then he paused, and he said, zero gives people some problems, meaning cover zero blitz – gives people some problems and um that's if you if you do a you know if if you want to pour a surly and uh go on youtube for a half hour and kill some time there's some great breakdowns that show 
just how aggressive Brian Flores' defenses are at the line of scrimmage. No safeties back. The the cornerbacks are on an island. It doesn't always mean that you're bringing seven guys on a blitz necessarily, but maybe you drop everyone back. Maybe, but but he loves to confuse offensive fronts. And I think my biggest question throughout this whole like last year and a half, Mike Zimmer liked to confuse offensive front. It worked very well for a number of years. Like, and then Brian Flores' defense worked worked very well in Miami and New England. Why would Ed Donatel and other more conservative defensive coordinators think that you can just play back in a shell two high safeties, mostly off coverage, right? Like how and why would that work in 2022, 2023? Unless they were saying our personnel is so unequipped to play aggressively. Our linebackers can't get home on blitzes. Our cornerbacks aren't talented enough or physical enough to play press coverage that the only choice we have is to be conservative and cross our fingers. That's the disconnect I'm trying to figure out. Like, why did they do what they did for 17 games in a playoff game when you know that it doesn't work in this in this era of NFL football? So I think in retrospect now, it was unfortunately the perfect storm of uh, declining personnel in some ways. And also, Ed Donatel is, I think, a pretty good position coach. I think he's a lousy coordinator. And, and you know, that was masked by the by the cologne that was Vic Fangio in Denver for a few years when Ed had the title, but he didn't have responsibilities. What do you think but, Vic Fangio smells like? I think he smells like the like like the best grooming products that you oh, can possibly get from our friends at Manscaped. Shut That's here. what I think. That's what I think. I'm going rogue, Manscaped. Um, but but here's but and here's where I just have to. Uh, Phil, I think you're right. I think that we have seen enough from Flores' defense with the Dolphins to create a distinction here. But, you know, we do have to recall that when Donatel got here originally, he talked about some of these same concepts. He talked about, I like to be multiple. Like, I don't, you know, are are you a 3-4? Yeah, I'm a 3-4 base guy, but what's the situation? Because we'll play a ton of 4-3 as well. Yeah. So that's where we have to see this now. I, I think after a year of sort of going in and blindly believing that Ed Donatel was going to maximize his personnel, which he clearly did not. That's where Flores has to be a different coach where he has to do this. You know what? We had a show, I think, and certainly in depth conversations about Lewis scene and our expectation that not only would, would he play and he had a chance to play before he got hurt. He didn't, but that he would be used. I thought as a hybrid linebacker at times because he's a big enough guy and he loves to hit. And so, like, we had all of these expectations about what Ed was going to do just as far as trying to confuse quarterbacks. And he really didn't do them. And that's – I think floors will be different, but that's where it's also a, okay, show us now. Because, like, we could talk about what we think he's going to do, but clearly until we see it put into action with the personnel that, that they choose, too. So, like, this can't be a second consecutive year of, well, we kept our personnel because we thought it would be good. A lot of assumptions were made defensively about the personnel going into 2022 that were incredibly flawed. Those things, those players either have to show marked improvement or be replaced. And if they're not, I think you're setting yourself up for some of the same problems because the season starts and it's like, oh my God, these guys can't do what we thought. What can they do? And like, that's where I think it gets super dicey. Flores sounds to me like though, there's no, I think if they come to Brian Flores and say, hey, Brian, we love Eric Hendricks. Like, he's just our guy. I think Flores would tell him to go to the top floor and jump. I think Ed would say, I'll make it work. 
Yeah. Flores yeah. seems like he's, there's no BS there, which yeah. I really like. Yep. Uh, by the way, we are uh, – so yesterday marked the one-month point until the free agent gates open. Oh, so it's, it's, it's uh, Wednesday, March 15th at like 3 o'clock Central Time when players can officially sign on the dotted line. So we are one month away from the Vikings adding players. There's going to be a lot of things that happen in the next month. And then there's like the three-day legal tampering window yeah. that takes place before that. So mark your calendars, kids. The week of March 12th is going to be pretty insane for uh, for everyone, including Vikings fans. All right, let's hear more here, Dex, from Brian Flores, new Vikings defensive coordinator. And, you know, try not to do some of the things that they don't do well. I think that's kind of a common, um, you know, phrase that coaches use oftentimes. I think it's something that, um, that we should do. It makes sense to me. Um, but tough and smart. Um I want guys that have fun. Um, you know, again, it's a, it's, it can be a grueling game. It can be a physical game. Um, but um, I want our guys to have joy as they play. Um, I think last year, I don't know, it just it felt like there was some joy, like Patrick Peterson picking off a pass or whatever to, to ice a game. Like there was some joy. But it seemed like defensively a lot of finger pointing, frustration, yelling, right? Um, I don't think it was toxic necessarily, but it was just a lot of guys banging their head against the wall. But if you have the right leader on that side of the football, and Brian Flores is going to be essentially the head coach of the defense, right? Like he has more head coaching experience than Kevin O'Connell does. He's older than Kevin O'Connell. Um, but I think it's going to help guys play with more joy if they have a scheme that allows them to do so. How are you supposed to play with joy when you're just sitting back on your heels getting punched for three hours? It's more fun, even if you give up 30 points, to take the fight to an offense. So I think just from that standpoint, hey, guys, we're going we're gonna to shift our dynamic here. It's going to be more fun by nature because we're going to try and confuse them. We're going to, at one point, uh, KOC referenced the term weighty downs. Weighty, like, <laughs> yeah, like Mike T. weight, weighty downs. It's Mike a T Mike loves Tomlin that. phrase yep. for those critical downs. Yep. And and sort of the obsession, and Brian Flores adopts this, Mike Tomlin, Bill Belichick, how can you apply pressure on those weighty downs, right? That's fun. And when you do it, and you do it well, and you and you sack a quarterback, or you force a turnover, or you force a, a rushed, incomplete pass, that's how you play with joy. Right. So to me, it's like you, you don't just play. We need to go play with more joy. No, you need to like actually do things that lead to a joyous feeling on the field. So I, I think that response from Flores was more of a more of a it sound it, it's a good sound bite but you know what first of all joy was not the problem the the, the <laughs> 2021 Vikings were joyless the 2022 team actually I think had great fun I think the chemistry was very good um, I think that there was um, some anger at times about lack of success for sure defensively but I don't think that like chemistry and joy was part of, of their problem. I think if Brian Flores had been being totally upfront about w what he wants is I want to see more of an edge. I want to see more of an aggressive edge where guys are, where guys go into the game pissed off, not at each other, but at the fact that the team might score against them. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, I, I don't, there is no question. Zimmer's last year was marked with a team that looked like they hated the game. Like they did not have fun. Half of them were, you know, would, would make some, meaningless play and celebrate and half would walk off the field disgusted this past team was not like that like I think that they were all on the same page um so what I want to see is 
what Brian Flores' personality appears to, to be, which is a super pretty intense dude and a guy who is not going to suffer fools or put up with BS, I want that to be the personality of the defense now. Yeah. You know, yes, on game day. I agree. I agree. Uh, let's hear one more clip here from Brian Flores. I'm where my feet are. I'm very excited to be here. Um, you know, I think, you know, any other opportunities that present themselves in the future, um, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, obviously, I have goals and uh, things that I, I'd like to accomplish um, in the future. Um, but those can change, you know, and um, I'm happy right now. In Minnesota, I really am. Um, I'm happy here with Kevin, and you know this opportunity is something that uh, you know I'm overjoyed to be a, a part of this this organization. <laughs> Does it give you pause so that that question was kind of in regards to, uh, hey, you're you're going to be in the head coaching mix probably until you get another job. So this you're going to I'm assuming be looking for a head coaching job next year. Sure. Does it bother you guys or give you guys pause that he might be a one and done defensive coordinator? Um, it did initially, but you know what? Now, if you are, if he is indeed one and done here, it means he basically did a fantastic job of turning around the defense. So if you're Kevin O'Connell in an odd way, I guess you're sort of rooting for Brian Flores to be a hot candidate, uh, after the coming season because of exactly that. So yes, would it be ideal to finally get a guy who's going to, especially because to your point, Phil, he's going to be head coach of defense. Would it be ideal to get a guy who is going to ha- have his feet here for two or three years? Yes. But the reality is this, with what this team tries to do, which is win on a yearly basis, uh, sometimes they cut corners to try and do so. But, that, uh, yeah, if you're Kevin O'Connell, your goal is to probably be trying to look for a guy on the staff who you think can develop as Brian Flores' replacement because you almost want two or three teams to come calling after the season to try and hire him as their head coach. Yeah, I think I don't have a problem because if he comes in and he just fixes the defense to be, uh, you know, you know, 19th instead of 31st, and that vaults him into a head coaching job, well, then he's done an awesome job, and the defense is in a better spot for the next coordinator to to come along. And I think, you know, Kevin O'Connell has shown at least early on, too, that he's not a guy that has to beg coaches to come and work for him. The fact that Brian Flores out of many different options, including still being in the mix for the Arizona Cardinals head coaching job, um, which he confirmed yesterday that, all right, I feel bad. I think I had a tweet that confused a lot of Cardinals fans yesterday because I tweeted, uh, Brian, Brian Flores was asked by Chris Thomason. Did you, were you still in the mix for that Cardinals job when you took the Vikings job? And he said, yes, I was like, he turned the Cardinals opportunity down before it was had played itself out and I tweeted out uh, Brian Flores confirms that he turned down the Cardinals head coaching opportunity to take the Vikings defensive head coaching job and it got like it kept getting retweeted and retweeted because I think it was interpreted that he was offered the job no he wasn't offered the job we don't maybe he was we don't that hasn't come out publicly Um, but he was in the mix for the opportunity he Mm. turned that down he turned down another year working with Mike Tomlin, and he could have could have sat there with Pittsburgh for another year. So I think, like, even if he leaves after a year, I just I think if the team performs well again and the defense gets better, 
it won't be that hard for Kevin O'Connell to just go find, like Brandon Staley might get fired, and then you hire him to replace Brian Flores or something. Like there will be options for uh, for KOC to to tap into. Yeah, it's it's I. It's ideal in that that sense. I guess my question is this too, though. Like, it, I, I don't think it's a slam dunk that he's going to get a head coaching job after 2023, because like you know there are a lot of v- variables, and I think across the board, none of us realistically expect that the Vikings are probably going to win 13 games again. And so I wouldn't say it's a slam dunk if they are, but if he does a good job here and gets this defense on a path to be because right now I don't feel like they're even on the right path yeah like I there, there's gonna be hopefully a lot of uh, transition here with players going but like I also don't think that the young players were necessarily necessarily put in a position where I'm like okay the vision is is here yet so I guess the most important thing is for Brian Flores now to establish the vision that he articulated yesterday keeping in mind that Donatel had sort of the same thing and didn't come close yeah so can you get there so, um, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, it wasn't like the most, you know, fireworks press conference or anything. Brian Flores is a pretty understated guy, but the guy can coach. He's shown it across more than a decade, uh, what, 15 plus years in the NFL. So how be- would you feel, how would you guys f- feel? And to go back to, I think it was 2019 when he got the job, if that was his introductory press conference as your head coach. You know, it's funny. I actually went back and watched like 10 minutes of his head coach introductory press conference. It was the same. Super right, low no, key. Yeah. I think that's him. But I, no, but I'm I'm just saying as a as a DC, I'm fine with this. Like I didn't expect fireworks. Um, and I thought that he did. He's he's clearly smart. Um, he clearly has an idea defensively of what he wants. But then I was trying to think of the translation to because like O'Connell comes in or like Tomlin in Pittsburgh, right? Like, you are ready to run through a wall. Like, when Mike Tomlin got done in Pittsburgh, you were like, yeah. I would, but if this had been your, if, if Brian Flores had been introduced as head coach of the Vikings, how, how would you feel? Because to me, there's a big, there's a big wide uh, gap between coordinator, okay, cool, and yeah. oh my God, this guy's a head coach. I think I, I would need to sort of self reflect on how I would feel because I would feel like, oh man, he's not that dynamic. You want someone that, is going to be dynamic, right? Someone that's going to give the the passionate speech and raise his emotions. Like you're kind of that's what sucks you in for an introductory press conference. Well, Nick Sirianni had the biggest train wreck introductory yeah. press conference in recent NFL history. Good point. And he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. Bill Belichick, when he got hired in New England, you know, 20 years ago, was very Bill Belichick, monotone and and he's the greatest coach of all time. Tim Brewster came in and had everyone running through a wall at the, you know, at whatever, Beerman or wherever they did the press conference, you know, 15 years ago. And he was one of the most incompetent college football coaches you'll ever find. So I feel like, I, to answer your question, like, I would have been a little underwhelmed by the energy level if, he was, if that was a head coach press conference. But I would have had to check it and say, well, the introductory press conference isn't where games are won. It's just where first impressions are made. Mm-hmm. So if you can coach, you can coach. Nick oh, Sirianni, you, know you would have said that guy is in over his head and screwed, and he was anything but that. If we are going to rank bad initial head coach press conferences, don't forget my guy, Chili, in 2006, where Bud uh, Grant actually had to uh, tell him to get closer to the microphone. Uh, like, Bud was, at the, uh, Bud was at the front, and Bud's literally like, move uh, closer. 
uh, okay, uh, we're going to uh, run a kick-ass offense. Uh, Tahi. Uh, uh, Tahi. Poor Tahi. Uh, thanks, Brad. Poor Tahi. Shit. <laughs> Just for, that poor guy probably wants so badly to, to be, like, forgotten, right? He's uh, like, I'm Fahu uh, Tahi. Jeff, probably Jeff move back to Utah. And uh, it's like, uh, his name will live in infamy in this city. <laughs> Get ready for one incredible night of rock with Static X. Seven Dust. Machine Killer North American Tour. Saturday, May 18th. Myth Live. With special guests, Dope, and Lines of Loyalty. Tickets on sale now at MythLive.com or eTix.com. Don't miss Static X and Seven Dust. Um, hey, before we get to some mockage and a random Viking of the week coming up on Purple Daily. Judd and I will be hosting a Purple Daily Town Hall Q&A. And we're inviting all of the members of the Purple Daily Leadership Cabinet and anyone else who would like to join. And you're going to bring the flag. I don't know if we're going to have an ode to joy, but the the flag will be there. So this is going to take place at the Minneapolis Convention Center Hall B as part of the Minnesota Golf Show, the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show. It's an event that we have sort of co-sponsored Score North throughout the years um friday february 24th two to four o'clock saturday february uh, february 25th two to four o'clock we're gonna hang out take your vikings questions maybe mix in a couple adult beverages some write that down predictions very casual fun setting and we will record everything and put it on the podcast feed as well for purple daily tickets are just twelve dollars twelve dollars minnesotagolfshow.com and this also includes like 14 free rounds of golf. If you're into golf, there's all sorts of fun uh, uh, booths and trips and all sorts of things. So the uh, the first ever Purple Daily Town Hall Q&A is part of the Minnesota Golf Show. They're, they have a stage with different podcasts and entertainment going on. And uh, again, Friday, February 24th at 2 o'clock, Saturday, February 25th at 2 o'clock, minnesotagolfshow.com to get tickets. The cabinet. I can't wait to see the cabinet. Check yes. in. Check in. We can discuss the state of the cabinet itself. Yeah, it'd be great. Yes. All right. Let's. Uh, are we going to hit? There we go. Nice. <laughs> Love it. Um, we missed this one a couple weeks ago from the ringer.com. The ringer has a mock draft with trades. Nice. And I think we should go through it. We'll Good. start with the number one overall pick here. This is from like. Uh, I think Danny Kelly is the mocker here, but it's from uh, it's from two weeks ago, but it's still very much relevant here. He's got the Carolina Panthers trading up for the number one pick and drafting Bryce Young. <laughs> Carolina gives Chicago the ninth overall pick, so they swap the nine and the one, Ooh. and future first rounders in 2024 and 2025. Okay, so we're talking, it's a little more the trade Lance trade, right, that San Francisco made? Yeah, kind of, yeah. That was with, who Who was that with, Philly? Who was that with? I don't remember. But it was like the 12th, I, I think it was the team drafting, or I, I think San Fran was 12th or something and moved up to three. So, like, yeah. this is a little bit more along those lines. Number two, C.J. Stroud to the Houston Texans. Will Anderson Jr. to the Cardinals. Will Levis to the Colts at four. So, three quarterbacks in the first four picks. Okay. Let's skip around here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so, oh, good. Christian Gonzalez, the first defensive back off the board at seven to the Raiders. 
the Bears wind up with Peter Skoronsky at nine, the offensive tackle from Northwestern. Joy Porter Jr., defensive back to the Eagles at 10. Most of the mocks that we have rounded up for you guys are cornerbacks going to the Vikings, by the way. Uh, Michael Mayer, the Notre Dame tight end to the Titans at 11 here. We have the first wide receiver off the board, 12 to the Texans, Jordan Addison from USC. Scroll, scroll, scroll. You see me scrolling. Um, Yeah, a bunch of meat and potatoes here, meat and potatoes. There's Devin Witherspoon, defensive back to the Lions at 18. Anthony Richardson falling to 20, Hmm. taken by the Seahawks. Boy, I don't see that one, but... I guess if he had a terrible combine, right? Which bad pro he's day. almost certainly going to have a. Well, the accuracy is always an issue, but he he's probably be won't a great combine guy, right? Yeah, cause, and he probably won't throw at the combine. My guess is he'll only throw on his pro day. So if he doesn't at throw at the combine and he only does all the athleticism drills, <laughs> doesn't hurt you that much. So many guys now don't throw at the combine, and that brings us to the number twenty-three pick, where the Minnesota Vikings, according to the Ringer. Select out of North Carolina wide receiver Josh Downs. First okay. time we've seen Josh Downs to the Vikings here. Okay. Adam Thielen isn't getting any younger. His cap number blooms to over $19 million, making him a potential cap casualty. Even if he works out a deal to stay, the Vikings could use more playmakers around Kirk Cousins. Downs can line up both outside and in the slot. It would be a nice compliment to Justin Jefferson. Uh, there's also a full scouting report here, which is kind of crazy. Uh, a lot of football terms here. Downs has a short, slightly built frame, but brings natural playmaking talent and a ball winner's mentality. Oh, <laughs> yes. Speaking of manscaped. And, yeah, exactly. An excellent all-around athlete who also starred in high school track, finishing third in the state triple jump and fourth in the long jump. So a track star as well. Yeah, he finished uh, 94 catches last year, 1,000 yards, 11 touchdowns in just 11 games for North Carolina. So Josh Downs to the Vikings, according to the ringer. Where was he on on um, as far as wide receivers going? Was he third, the third receiver? Looks like second? the third. Am I, unless I'm missing uh, the USC guy here. Let me see here. Where's Quentin Johnston? He, okay, Quentin Johnston goes 26th. So he's got down, and then Bijan Robinson, who's a running back, going to the Bills at 27. Um, and then Jackson Smith and Jigba going to the Saints at 29. So, And then Jalen Hyatt. There's a run of receivers here. So you'd be the second receiver out of five in the first round, according to the ringer. Okay. All right. There you go. Okay. I don't okay. mind it. So You got you got the ringer, and you got and you got Todd McShay, the Todd father, going receiver at mm-hmm. 23. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. And that's – I know that – you know, defense, defense, the defense, the offense isn't the problem. That's the, to me, that's the wrong way to look at it. The offense is an opportunity. If if you, the offense is the closest thing to being elite that the Vikings have. So I would rather have, if you could, if, if the board plays out this way and it's like, well, you have your pick of all but one receiver and you can make your offense even more explosive. And now it's a top five offense. Well, now you have an elite offense. Now you're scoring 30 points a game, right? The defense is going to get better because of Brian Flores. You also have free agency. We're going to know well, more about yes. if they sign a cornerback in free agency. All of a sudden, yes. they're probably not drafting one in the first round, right? If you don't, if you do not sign a cornerback in 
free agency as, as your sort of all-in move in that process, I think it creates a lot more of a dilemma and question mark at the draft. But if you do, if you sign one, then I, I think the opportunity to improve at receiver, which, by the way, you passed up last year. Yeah. So, like, like this is a position of, of need, as crazy as that might sound. Um, I think it becomes a lot more clear if you can get a corner in March in free agency and then address wide receiver first round. Yes, yeah. I think that makes sense. And you're thinking, you know, if you're going to spend, you know, $10 million a year on something, there's not, you, you don't get access to really viable number two receivers in free agency very often. Right. There's not a whole lot there this year. I mean, there, not that there's a, a boatload of cornerbacks either, but I just think they're more likely to spend on a cornerback in free agency than on a receiver. It would be nice to get a rookie scale contract receiver knowing that you're about to pay one here $30 million a year or more. Well, and with what receivers make now, like corners still make a ton. Don't get me wrong there, right? But I think that it's a lot more viable to get a cornerback coming out of his first contract on a free agent deal that at least you consider palatable. Yeah. Uh, Where wide receiver, if you go, I I mean, they're becoming so desired now that for the most part, those top guys coming out of their first contracts aren't going to hit the market anymore. Yeah. They'll get franchised or just sign long term. Yeah. The fact that that's the thing too, you can, you can, for the franchise tag. It's funny because players still complain about that, but like, why do they keep collectively bargaining it every five or 10 years? union stinks. <laughs> this franchise tag isn't fair. Well, then negotiate to get rid of it. Yeah. You know what? Go on strike. We can't do that. We can't go on strike. Okay, yeah. then quit bitching. <laughs> All right. It's time now for the random Viking of the week on Purple Daily, a battle of wits that Judd usually wins statistically. He has a 46 to 26 lead all time on Declan and me. Declan and I alternate every other week, and it's Declan's turn to lead here with a random Viking. The rules are simple. He'll throw out a series of clues. We each get up to three incorrect guesses. Once we're out of guesses, we lose. So you got to be a little careful being too aggressive. We can ask Declan questions, but he can refuse to answer if he wants to. Capiche? Capiche. All right, boys. Let's start with this. This random Viking of the week. No no Googling. No Googling. Just writing down. Played in 41 NFL games. He only made 17 starts. 41 NFL games, 17 starts. He also appeared in two playoff games. Any guesses? Any guesses? Hmm. Anything? Two Phil? playoff games. I do not. Perhaps Phil does. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think I do have a guess, but I'm going to hold it for a second. Okay. All right. Hmm. Wait, has this guy been guessed? I'm going to control F on the... He apparently has not been used on this spreadsheet. that Or the document that we have, I should say. Not a spreadsheet. Okay, the guy I was going to guess has been has been uh, used. Okay. Okay. All right, this random Viking of the Week in high school had offers from the following schools. A lot of Big Ten schools. Uh, Michigan, Ohio State, Northwestern, Minnesota, uh, Notre Dame were some of the offers he got in high school. Okay. 
I, I went down a random, uh, speaking of random Viking of the Week, went down a random high school path here, and apparently in high school, this random Viking of the Week could bench press more than 350 pounds, and he ran a 4-3-40. Whoa, okay. Uh, okay. That's interesting. This random Viking of the Week, post-retirement, uh, he owns a, what is called water ice in New Orleans. Water ice is a tasty dessert that's big in the East. It's a granulated concoction blended with flavor throughout scoops and eats like ice cream. It melts slowly and makes for the perfect treat on a hot day. So if, you know, that helps you uh, decide what we're talking about. The little entrepreneur in New Orleans. Okay, is it Darius Reynaud? I've guessed him before. I know you I don't have. think we've had him yet. I know you have. I think I guessed him like two weeks ago. <laughs> All right. 41 games. This random Viking of the Week. Did I say this? Uh, this random Viking of the Week was a fifth-round draft pick. Was uh, I got a question? Was he a fifth round draft pick by the Vikings? I will not answer that question. Okay, I can refuse the answer. Um. Oh my god. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Do you have any other clues? Yeah, I'm, I'm more clues. No, okay, I got more okay. clues. Uh, it's random Viking of the week. Had just one NFL touchdown in his career. Just one. But yeah, 41 I'm still games, trying to figure out what position this guy plays. Yeah, there's a couple different choices here. There are at least a couple different choices. For sure. Or more, a few more. All right. Hmm. Let's see where do I go with this next one. Hmm. This random Viking of the week stayed close to home. What for do you mean? the Vikings or for college? Uh, for college and then eventually professionally. But not eventually as a Viking or eventually like... Well, he played for team? the Vikings, so, so yes, he eventually stayed close to home. Okay. Because there's a chance that that he had played elsewhere, which would be close to home as well. All right. This random Viking of the week, this might give it away. I think I have mentioned this before. He is the only athlete to ever score a touchdown in the Dome as a high school or college player and NFL player. The 17 starts in the 41 games is throwing me off here. So touchdown in the dome in high school. This random Viking of the Week and I went to the same district in high school. Is it Thomas Depay? Yeah! Nice! Oh, bang! <laughs> nice! 
Woo! Thomas Depay. You know, he is kind of an entrepreneur. Didn't he have some other... When he played for the Vikings, he had some yeah. sort of little yeah, side but, gig going on, but, right? But we got scared of him because he intimidated us with that look. He did. He did not like the media very much. Thomas Depay. Yeah. Uh, the other one was going to be, and I thought this would be a giveaway. I was going to say after his free agent, or his first season with the Eagles... Uh, for his career stop with the Eagles, he signed a five-year contract with Minnesota, but only played in one of those seasons. That would have yeah. been, yeah, I think both of us would have. Because he, he replaced uh, Tony Richardson, didn't he? Yeah, but he also didn't divulge the, the fact that he came damaged. Mm-hmm. He, he was he hurt. A problem. Yeah. And, yeah, and uh, the Vikings were not too happy that no one. I don't know how they missed it on the physical, but I remember Childress was pissed. How do you find stuff out like that on a physical? Like, how do you find out a guy doesn't want to tell you he has a foot injury? Do you have to, like, bend their feet around in the physical? I think. Does this hurt? Does this hurt? Give me your arm. I would guess that you poke and prod all places that you possibly can can that that affect their play, right? Like feet, hands. I don't know. Throwing rocks at their knees. I don't know. I mean. Dance for me. (laughs) Yeah. Thomas Depay, I am willing to bet couldn't have danced. He was very no. much a fullback. Yep. All right, there it is. Random Viking of the week. We're nice. back back on the board here after uh, a J- Judd dominated. Oh, it was I guess. Judd, well, yeah, no, Judd yeah, he was dominating. dominating. Judd had uh, seven, six of the last seven before then. Warren Moon, Michael Floyd, Mick Tinglehoff, Robert Griffith, Chester Taylor, Herschel Walker, Chad Beebe was the one that we got. So, uh, all right, we're back on the board here, Dex. All right, good stuff. Very nice. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us here on Purple Daily. And uh, one more shameless plug here, too. That's manscaped.com, and it's promo code PURPLE if you want to help out the show. It's in the comments as well. We'll see you guys tomorrow, Daily Vikings Entertainment.